All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Nick Talks. I'm your host, Nikki Marina. Uh, don't forget to follow me on all of my other platforms um, at Nikki Marina, N-I-C-Q-U-E-M-A-R-I-N-A, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter is like whatever, but the other three, yes. Um, let me get my thing. Okay, so today we're talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and this is probably going to be several parts uh, because this was one of my favorite eras of content uh, to do on TikTok when, if, when the show first came out. Um, as a black veteran, it really resonated with me as a PTSD veteran. Um, as a veteran in general, we had a lot of interesting conversations about the show and the things that it hit on. And I don't think that I can get to it all in one episode. I really, really can't. So to do it justice, we're probably gonna do uh, we're probably gonna do this in three parts. Um, so how this works is I will give my thoughts on what we're talking about. And then I'm gonna go to the audience. We're taping live on Instagram Live. And so if anyone has any questions or comments, we're going to we're gonna answer that. So really excited about this one. So since I have to do this in parts, I thought that today we would just talk about Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, just that element. And I guess the element of be, being a black veteran and how they addressed that in the show. I think that, um, I think that they addressed it very, very well. Uh, I think there's just like a lot of, there are a lot of nuances and stuff that you could really un only understand if you are black and a veteran. Um, there's some veterans that didn't really like it too much and that's completely fine. Um, I personally loved it. And I feel like this goes all the way back to, um, this goes, for me, it goes all the way back to the end of Endgame when Sam first took the shield, um, or I guess when Steve passed it on to him. And this was such a crucial moment for me, not only as a Marvel fan, but as a black fan, um, because the, the show in general, the way it deals with Sam and this complexity about being a a black veteran or a black military member in the United States, you know, we have a comp there's a complicated relationship, you know, um, and we all have our different, you know, reasons for joining. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's the end that we, we basically built this country on our backs. And so maybe there's uh, a sense of, you know, wanting to protect it or wanting to be part of, you know, the forces that supposedly protect our country. And then there's the side of just like kind of hating this country because our, our history here is plagued by almost exclusively trauma. And, you know, and, and the juxtaposition of Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley was very interesting. Um, and the way that Sam receives the shield, but he doesn't initially like accept the mantle of Captain America for so many different reasons. And very often, you know, I think when some of us are given opportunities um, for leadership, for recognition, or to be in these spaces as black people where we maybe have not been, um, I think sometimes there, we might have a tendency to take ourselves out of the game 
preemptively before we can <laughs> experience the um, the the pain that's going to come. So when I remember how I felt when Sam first took the shield um, from Steve in Endgame. And what's really sad is I remember what my first emotion was. And my, what my first emotion should have been was, oh, my God, yes. Can you believe it? Captain America is a black man. Fuck yeah. That should have been my first reaction. But my first thought when Steve was like, it's yours, and the music played, right, the fan, the Captain America fanfare, and we all realized Sam Wilson is Captain America now. Um, my first thought was, oh shit. It was not celebratory. Um, the celebratory emotions came shortly thereafter, but my first thought was, oh no. And I was scared. I was scared for Sam, the character. I was scared for Anthony Mackie, the actor. And I could see already the death threats, the racism, the outrage of, you know, I guess Bucky not being Captain America. But, you know, the underlying thing would always be the fact that Captain America is black. And and it being called Woke Agenda. Woke, which is a dog whistle for including people of color in anything. Um, it, uh, like, the, this, this underlying kind of suggestion that anything that we get involved with, it is now ruined, it is now woke, it is now, you know, rebranded. And I have personal experience with this because about a year ago, I did a project with Sony, um, which basically led to me being a canon character in the Marvel universe, in the Sony Spider-Man universe, because I am the, my character is the social correspondent for the Daily Bugle. And I was, and it was one of the, one of the happiest days of my life when that went live. I was so excited, like as a Spider-Man fan, I was so, I was so excited. And I was excited for about four minutes until I went and checked the comments. And there was a lot of racist stuff, you know, like just making comments about me, like, is that Zendaya? Or like, we want the white girl back, we want Betty Brant back. And some, I forget which article it was, but I, I saw an article which basically said that the Daily Bugle had rebranded by adding TikToker Nikki Marina or whatever to to the roster as the social correspondent. And I remember feeling like just viscerally like rebranded. What do you mean rebranded? Like what <laughs> why why is every why does everything just automatically change? Why is every why is why is the entire brand different? Because now a black person or a black woman is, is currently, temporarily, mind you, the face of it. You know, that definitely, I, I, I'm willing to venture that definitely wouldn't, would not have been said if someone who looked a little more like Betty Brandt or just a white influencer had taken that role instead of me. Um, and so those are some of the emotions that I also felt, like I said, when Sam Wilson t um, first took the shield and then subsequently gave it back to the government, which 
was um, was was a little bothersome, I think, for a lot of people watching, um, because it's like you know that's what they want. They were like, oh, it's the it's the right thing to do, you know. You could see the you could see the panic of the the rebrand of Captain America and, and and everything, you know, just in 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 the show itself. And I think that the show was also preemptively created to answer the the impending racism that was coming because of that decision um to make sam wilson Cap captain america in these next few phases um i think it's interesting there's a lot of um different opinions on how Rhodey handled the situation um uh, because in the first um in the first few minutes, I believe, of the first episode, um, he kind of asked Sam about his decision to to give it up, and and Sam is giving his, you know, rationale. I really need to rewatch the show, um, but Rhodey cut just kind of hears him out, doesn't really give him too much, um, too much guidance, and like I said before, being a black veteran is so complicated. Um, and it's not something that one black veteran or one black military member can tell the other how to feel. Um, that's something that you have to decide for yourself. Like me as a veteran, I got out for many reasons, including my health one, but you know, one reason being that like, I just really didn't, you know, my, my heart just really wasn't in it. I was in, um, I was an officer um and i technically made it to the rank of captain um but did not didn't pin on i left before i could do that um but um yeah like it's just not something that you can t i don't i don't think it's something that you can tell another person how to feel um as is illustrated with isaiah bradley um and then this is why i need s several parts to to really hammer home all of the points of this show because it's just so much. Um, them replacing Sam immediately with John Walker after making it seem like the shield was just so sacred that just it, it should just forever belong to Steve Rogers and nobody else, the golden boy, you know, which everyone seemed okay with except they turned around and just gave it to a white man um suggesting the underlying you know thing that yeah it's sacred in that you don't want a black person touching it this this gross fucking insinuation that everything we touch it's now woke agenda everything we touch it's now gross everything we touch it's now sullied it's now ruined um and I can relate to this just in work um, as, you know, it's, it's just really hard. It's hard for black influencers to get to the same places as white influencers. We don't typically get flown out. We don't get, you know, we don't get sent Gucci. We don't get sent these. Like, we typically don't really experience these things, most of us. Um, and the, like the the image that people have about how influencers experience the world, I I'm willing to say like most black, um, most black influencers we don't we don't experience that, and we have to watch, 
you know, white influencers with our same following or less, um, you know, getting, you know, reaping those rewards. Um, but it's that, it's that dejection of knowing that the only thing that disqualifies you from being the, you know, the face of anything or the leader of anything is that you're black. The only thing that was wrong with Sam Wilson was that he was a black man. Um, you see this in places even like football where having black quarterbacks is not prominent and it goes back to um, very, very early, you know, racist sentiments in the earliest days of football claiming that, quote unquote, Negroes don't have leadership capabilities or qualities, and so they shouldn't be quarterbacks. And to this day, that is something that persists, like in the NFL. And um, that's why it was such a big deal uh, in 2023 this year that there were two two black two black quarterbacks. Um, and I did research on this after you know, seeing that on the news. And I didn't know any of this until it was made such a big deal that there were two black quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, and, and Bucky is upset with Sam initially because he gives up the mantle. And, you know, like, you know, and, and Bucky is blindsided. I think this is a, not blindsided, but he has a blind spot. I think that the show also exemplifies like how different the white and black experiences are and how even our best white friends even the most well-meaning white people have a blind spot and they cannot understand our experience and they have to really take some time to learn how to be there for us because Bucky is upset initially that Sam does not carry on the legacy of their friend um, and we get it, but, you know, but Sam says, like, you will never understand what it means that he gave me this, and the possibility of me becoming Captain America, you will never, you will never, you'll never understand that, and it takes the entire series for Bucky to see Sam go through these things as a black Avenger, as a black veteran, um, it takes, it takes the entire show basically for Bucky to realize this. And then eventually at the end, he's like, I didn't know, or I didn't think about what it meant for a black man to be Captain America. And I'm sorry. And that is one of my favorite parts of the show is Bucky taking that accountability for, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but at the same time, you know, why ignorance is something that is very, very harmful. And even if it's accidental, it's still harmful. Um, and so, and, and one of the things that he watches Sam go through that stands out to me is the police scene uh, in Baltimore. And there's a lot of conscious decisions made uh, in where to film this, um, film this show, I think. Um, and filming in Baltimore was one, but when they are arguing in the street and the police officers come up to both of them, but say only to Bucky, like, is there a problem? As if Bucky is clearly the one in danger because he's arguing with a black man. 
And it looks like it's about to turn really fucking bad for Sam for obvious reasons. And Bucky is like, bro, this guy's an Avenger. What the fuck? Is, like, what's your problem? And instantly when they realize like, oh, it's Falcon. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I think they're like, can we get a picture? Like, it's all, thank you for your service and all that shit. I have gone through that. Um, a lot of black veterans, we talked about this while you know, when the show was going on. A lot of us have been through something like that. This notion of being the good Negro, one of the good ones, one of the good black people, because we are one of the ones that dedicated our lives to government service, because we're a soldier, because we are an airman, we are a seaman, you know, we're a marine or whatever. We're one of the good ones because we decided to be of actual service to this country and not just sit around and be the fucking lazy ass Negroes that we've been painted to be. Like, I remember in Grand Forks, North Dakota, where I was stationed, probably the widest place on earth. I remember um, I was pulled over and um, I truly had not done anything. Truly. Um, uh, I cannot remember what the police officer accused me of. Um, I, I really cannot. Uh, something like going like going on the median or something. Something I clearly didn't do. And he was speaking to me in a very specific type of way. Um, very aggressive. And I was very, very scared. And he asked for my... Uh, license and registration as they do and I, I gave it to him and my um, my insurance is USAA which is a banking that is that services basically only military members and their family members down to two two generations I think and he saw my insurance he saw that I was USAA and he asked me he's like are you are you in the military? And I was like, yes, I am a first lieutenant in the Air Force. I work on Grand Forks Air Force Base as a contracting specialist. And, um, and he put his shit away. His attitude changed real fucking quick. And he was like, oh, well, have a nice day. And was I happy to... <laughs> was I happy to be able to leave? Yes, absolutely. But just that sh the shift in how he initially approached me, like from that to when he realized that I was one of the good black people, it was so instantaneous. It was so abrupt that it left me feeling just weird. You know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, that's um, that's definitely uh, those are just those are just some of the uh, the conflicting uh, feelings, I think, of being a black veteran, of knowing that you'll be viewed as one of the good ones, um, but you won't be good enough to be the face of shit. You're not good enough to be, um, you know very 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 visibly a leader um and like i said a lot of us kind of shy might shy away from things like that because we just we just don't want to deal 
with that trauma and that's completely understandable it's sad but it is understandable it's trauma living as a black person is trauma and no one can really tell you how to cope and we all cope in different ways um but there's so much more that we have to talk about next time and that's going to touch on isaiah bradley um, just the juxtaposition between Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley and how they view the idea of a black man being Captain America. Which one is right? I don't think either one is. I think both are completely valid. And I just, I want to really delve into that next time. Uh, but for now, we're going to go to the chat and we're going to answer some questions um, and comments and stuff like that. So if you have anything, please throw it up. Um, please keep the questions pertinent to the matter, to, to the subject at hand. Um, anything about the show, even if it's something that we're going to touch on later, um, completely open to it. Um, for those of you watching or listening, uh, just remember to follow me on all of my social media. Again, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, at Nikki Marina. That's N-I-C-Q-U-E-M-A-R-I-N-A. Um, and this is a series that, um, I think I'll be doing for a long, long time, uh, because there's a lot of characters that people want me to run through, uh, as far as like what it's taught, what, you know, what these characters have taught me, what these movies have taught me, what they do for me, um, you know, what, um, <clears throat> you know, just how, how they've impacted me. And some of the things that we're going to talk about in next, um, some of the next episodes, I think, will be, um, we will definitely talk about Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley. <laughs> Don't mind the police siren outside. It's New York. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Sam Wilson and Isaiah Bradley. We're going to talk about Sam Wilson and Isaiah Walker. Um, and uh, not Isaiah Walker, oh my God, John Walker, Sam Wilson and John Walker. And that, you know, you know, the, just like even the interactions between them, uh, touching on the Dora Milaje coming into the picture and during the show and the purpose of that. Um, the fact that they gave, um, John Walker a black fucking sidekick, um, <laughs> Like in, in trying to like basically copy and paste the the spitting image of Steve and Sam, which is really fucking interesting because Sam was never a sidekick, but the the idea that they they automatically saw the black man as the sidekick was like, oh, but yeah. Um, going to the chat. My family and I spent a lot of the time discussing this and Sam, the character, while I was out. The show, the show voiced so much that we wished other groups knew and if they stopped talking and listened. Um, I know a lot of, uh, this, this, this show made a lot of people mad and a lot of people said, again, that they didn't understand it, even though to me it seemed pretty obvious what they were trying to touch on maybe some people really didn't understand it i think some people were just willfully ignorant um it's not a, this is not a subject that people like talking about no one like people do not like talking about about race um you know um 
myself included, honestly, like us included, like we, we would love nothing more than to not have to, to, to try and teach people how to treat us like human beings. We would love nothing more than to just walk out into the world and be stress-free. Like we would fucking love that. We would love to not talk about race, but, but we, but, but we have to in order to, to advance things and make things better for our kids and our kids' kids. <laughs> uh, they might have learned. Have you had the chance to hear any replies to others' new views? Not really, because we haven't really talked about this, this show in a long time. So hopefully we can do some discourse again on this series. John Walker and his sidekick are giving Shane the copycat vibes. <laughs> Oh my god, I had so much content just on that. Um the fact that the fact that Bucky was just so fucking mad about that. Just he was mad about John in general, but he was fucking mad about the black sidekick. And of course Sam saw it. Of course Sam sees it. He's a black man. But the way that Sam acts throughout the series and the way that Bucky acts throughout the series, it is just honestly like the picture of I have as a black as a black person I have to remain fucking calm, okay. Even though I don't like what's going on here and I see it clear as day, I have to be chill. Bucky had no fucking chill about anything. He didn't like it. He fucking said it, and that's probably due to some white privilege, of course. And you know, and through the. Through the show, I think Bucky probably becomes a little more cognizant of, um, you know, his white privilege. Um, but boy, did he use it to say whatever the fuck he wanted. I kind of loved it. Um, he was the wild white friend. He was the wild white friend. And you know what? I appreciated him. Mm. I think the race part was good in your sketch series. Certainly helped. I think the blip flag smasher plotline could have used one more pass through on details. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. <laughs> it's actually sad because Lamar fulfilled one of the most common associated tropes. Black guy dies first. Uh, that tr I believe that that trope was written into the show on purpose. I loved this show because so it seemed to me like so many things about it were so intentional. And it was, it was a show about life imitating... Fiction, I think, kind of. Because it was like, of course the United States government will give the shield to a white man. And of course, to fulfill their, you know, their diversity requirements or whatever, to try and look good in some way, of course they're going to give, they're going to let him bring a black friend along to be his sidekick. And of course, in a cruel twist of fate, the black guy dies. The black guy dies first. This black man who was selected by the government to be just a part of this white man's narrative, which is which happens all the time in film, in fiction, um, in real leadership situations, in the military and in corporate settings. You guys, how many fucking those of you in the military? How many fucking times have you seen a commander with a black? command sergeant major or like you know or you know a, a black senior NCO like that's the picture the white leader 
And then the Negro sidekick. Yeah. Hey, we're diversity, our Negro sidekick. But it's like, yeah, of course, of course he would get the, he would get a black sidekick. Of course the black sidekick dies. And in order to in order to fuel this white character's um character progression, except we are very aware that this white character is not a fucking great guy. He's not. He, he's not. As a matter of fact, the way he, he has gone about everything from the jump is completely wrong. And, and he uses the death of this black friend to justify doing hood rat shit for dumb reasons. Like, you know, it was just very, very interesting. Like I said, lots of, lots of intentional things about this show that I very much appreciated because people were upset about, people were, up, ooh, Masande and Daenerys, anyone? Period, period. People were upset about Lamar dying and they were like, oh, it's a trope, it's the trope. And I'm like, yeah, it is the trope. That's the point. That's the fucking, that's the fucking point. You know what I mean? That's the fucking point. I think at one point, I think, at one point, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen the show. I think at one point, John Walker insinuates when he's talking to Bucky that Sam is subordinate to him. And Bucky is like, pardon? Because if anyone is the second in command is Bucky. But Bucky's like, say what, motherfucker? Like, <laughs> I believe that fucking happened. I believe that happens. Pretty Having the illusion of diversity, but not the spirit of it. Also probably just doing bad guy goofy stuff on top of it to portray goodness and stuff. Yeah, one of the things that we're going to talk, that I want to touch back on that we talked about back in the Winter Soldier era was how mental health is handled in the military. Um, how um, privilege kind of becomes a curse to a lot of white men in the military, and this has been backed up by many white male veterans. Um, in, when I've you know mentioned how white men will basically be encouraged to not report mental health difficulties because of um, for fear of their career being impacted. And the fact that white men are the most likely to receive that advice from actual medical professionals, mind you, on base, um, because they're deemed as more valuable, um, as more just as more valuable members of of the military, and so a lot of those people do, and they walk around with non diet like not diagnosed unmedicated and uh, there's just a lot of John Walkers walking around that absolutely fucking need help they need therapy they need medication but they're not getting it so um yeah we are at half an hour now um so I think we have time for a few more questions and a few more a few more comments and then we're gonna wrap this up but this show, guys, I could talk about, like, I could talk about, I could talk about this all, when I tell you I could talk about this all day, I could talk about this more than WandaVision. I could talk about this more than, I feel like I could talk about this show more than any 
other movie or character like this did so much for me this made me feel seen um after the very first episode i kind of issued a warning on tiktok of like if you're a veteran and if you're a black veteran you need to be careful you need to watch your mental health this is a great it's a, it's a, it's a great show it's a great show um but um you know be careful uh, where do you hope they take it now that Sam has taken the mantle? Well, I know that Kevin Feige has said that in New World Order, Sam basically is still going to have to work for the S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it's not, it's basically not over. And, you know, I think there are mixed feelings about that. I think I might have mixed feelings, but... Kind of not because people like didn't he have to work for it enough already? Like didn't he have to, didn't he have to suffer enough already for this for this shield and the show? Like isn't this over? Can we? And part of me is like, yeah, I definitely understand that sentiment. The other part of me says, isn't that fucking realistic though? You know, isn't that realistic though? Is it not true that in real life? And this is, I, I appreciate the MCU because so much of it mirrors what would actually happen in real life uh, if superheroes were a thing, including stuff like Civil War. My thing is like, is that not realistic? Did Obama not go through bullshit after his first term? Was, it, was that not enough? You know, guy got crucified for wearing a tan fucking suit. Is it not realistic? It's not fair, but it's realistic. It's not fair, but it is realistic. Um, and I think sometimes we have a, you know, we might have a little conflict about film in that, you know, when is it, as far as like, uh, as far as like portraying black people, like when is it, when is it okay to portray this kind of like idealistic way um, that things should be where we don't, like race doesn't have ramifications so we can like, for once just exist in this world where we don't have to worry about it. But also, um, but also, where do we have to make sure that we actually imitate life? And I think that the MCU has always been good about imitating life and, and kind of like real world ramifications of things. And so, as much as we fucking hate it, and it's okay to hate it, I fucking hate it, but it's true. As black people, you know, in, in any kind of achieving sense, we're never done. The work, that's the thing, man. The work is never done. The work is never done. Convincing everybody that you belong where you belong, that you've earned what you've earned. The work is literally never fucking done. We are like always continuously, you know, in our workplaces, on, you know, just on the street, like, <clears throat> we are always having to prove that we're enough. We are always. And so maybe there might come a time in the MCU where this will not be a focused problem, at least for Sam. But I do believe that it is a realistic, it is definitely a realistic um, setting that what he went through in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was not enough. Um, will never be enough for white folk to accept him as Captain America. Um, 
it's just the way that things play out in real life. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised that if after New World Order, old feelings about Sam being um, Cap will come up um, and that we will go through this all over again. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the movie um, and seeing how they handle that because, like I said, the entire show was kind of addressing that. The entire show was um, it seemed almost meant to address, address that. Um, so yeah, like I said, I could talk about this all day. I could do this all day, not to, not to be, not to be corny, but I could do this all day, all day. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see, what else? Any storylines comic-wise you've liked that had Sam as Captain America? To be honest, guys, I just, I really need to go revisit the comics. Really, really, really. Uh, I had an interest. I have an interesting relationship with comics, and that I didn't really get to read a lot in sequence because I grew up very, very poor. I did not have the privilege of being able to um, to buy comics to and to like you know go issue by issue. The way that I read comics, guys, is I had to walk to Barnes and Noble. Um, if those of you who live in Houston are familiar with the Barnes and Noble on Highway 6 and Westheimer, near Highway 6 and Westheimer, that's where I came up near the projects, projects adjacent, and I had to go and I just had to read whatever the fuck there was. Um, and honestly, the comics that I read the most was Spider-Man. I got super, super attached to Spider-Man, super, super attached. Um, I would read Superman, I would read, yes, I read DC Comics, yes, me, um, <laughs> but I must admit, I do want to get, um, get back into, get back into reading comics and reading them a little more sequentially, so, there are so many different ways to be a fan, I tell you, all are valid though, all right, anything else before we wrap it up? Anything, oh God, <laughs> anything else. <clears throat> and as a reminder again for those listening and watching, remember to uh, subscribe to notifications on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. I go live when I tape these and I circle through my platforms. And so my next live will be taped on TikTok and then we'll go back to YouTube, and then we'll go. We'll be back here on Instagram, and you know, and the beat goes on. Wikipedia was my gateway. Listen, Wikipedia is such an <laughs> Wikipedia is such a valuable valuable tool to catching up on the comics. My husband, if 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 someone could have a master's in Marvel, my husband would have it. And he has to get, and he has to do recaps on YouTube very, very regularly. When Moon, Moon Knight is his app, Moon Knight is his guy. Moon Knight is his favorite. We're gonna do an episode on Moon Knight. Don't you, um, don't, don't, don't you, uh, don't you worry. And um, and on the Moon Knight episode, I I know that there are some. Uh, some people that are DID systems that are followers and fans of mine, I highly encourage those systems to come and participate 
and ask questions and um, and give comments because though I have a a dis, uh, one of the adjacent disorders, I don't have DID. I do not want know what it's like to experience DID. And there was a lot of interesting education that came out of that era, out of the Moon Knight era. So, um, but we are gonna we are gonna talk about it. Um, I think it was like episode six or seven that hit a little too hard for me. It was a little too painful, but <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, we are hit for we've hit forty minutes now. I might stay on Instagram Live for a little longer, um, just to chat. But we're gonna end the episode here. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for your comments and questions. And uh, for those of you watching and listening at home, thank you so much for joining me. Um, also, don't forget, if you'd like to support, I do have a Patreon. So just go to patreon.com and type in Nikki Marina and uh, check out all the different tiers that you can join. Um, I have a weekly word where I do a, a video um, every week, that's like a weekly word of encouragement. Uh, I post behind the scene pictures of my life and, um, you know, when I go to events and stuff, uh, when I go to red carpets and such, um, I do behind the scenes videos. I do a weekly video diary where I update you guys on what's going on with me. Um, and, uh, and then the last year we have, um, it's Plus Ultra, and we basically get together every month and um, on a Zoom call, and we drink wine and, and talk. Um, it's really fun. It's actually really, really, really fun. But anyway, thank you so much for joining me um, on this episode. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next, but I promise it'll be good. So <laughs> thank you, and I'll see you next time. Boo.